You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, good day to you, my lovely friends. It's Alicia here, and uh, I'm delighted to be joined on the Bride Chiller podcast by some wonderful fellow podcasters. They have launched a show, well, I'd say recently. We're calling it recently, aren't we, ladies? Sure. You're at year 11 or you're up to 12 episodes now. I've subscribed. Oh, thank you. Well, please, of course. Uh, the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, the lovely Selena and Claire are here. You might know Claire because uh, she's featured on Bride Chiller numerous times over the past years. Years, yes. lady. Yes. Years. We had um, intimate facials together <laughs> live on air. <laughs> That sounds like some sort of vagina steaming, and it wasn't. It was on our actual faces. <laughs> it could have been. I would have sat over a vagina steaming with you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's off now. That was a goop thing, and it's gone. If people are like, what the fuck's vagina steaming? Wow. I'd love to tell you, but I have no idea. Well, it, there was a Gwyneth Paltrow thing a few years ago, and then everyone was like, is that a thing? And apparently oh, yeah. people in L.A. were doing it. They were squatting over a steamer, and <laughs> it was doing something. I knew it was something to do with that Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> if you're new to the Bride Chiller podcast and you're like, they've just mentioned vagina steaming and, uh, you know, whatever, well, welcome. This is what we do here. We is in I. <laughs> There's no one else here. Hello. It's just me, but I like the royal we. Um Lovely to have you both on the show, and I, this is a QA and a episode, and I have so many questions. I put a call out in the Bride Chiller community yesterday, our Facebook group, if you're not in it, what are you doing with your life? I'm in it, um, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got so many questions. So, I mean, I'm going to go rogue and just start, and yeah. then we can, we can, if we don't get to them all, I'll do it again next time, but I think we should just roll with it uh, yeah. and then I'm going to intersperse questions about your lives with the uh-huh. Q&A. How do you like that? <laughs> Sounds great. I love a <laughs> rapid fire moment. Yes. Yes. Just get it done. Now, Shalene, bride chiller Shalene, uh, spoke with an SH, well done, says, my venue has no staff so I have a day of coordinator, bartenders and food vendors that will come and go. Who besides the day of people should I ask to help clean up after the reception is over? We need to clean up right after because there is another wedding the day after. Ooh la la. So she she's saying she's got to bring in all her own people but then they also have to do a deep clean. I would have imagined that the catering team and the bar team would clean up their own stuff. Um, Or at least would have capacity to put on extra staff if necessary for that purpose. Yeah. You'd think. And then I guess the day coordinator, if if that person can't do it by themselves, they should have a team that cleans up. They should have someone on the back burner that they can call in when they need to, surely. Yeah, definitely shouldn't be up to the couple. They need to walk away. They need to delegate that work (laughs) for sure. They need yeah, to be I, I totally over the agree. next day and not cleaning up their own mess. I'm sorry. One day of your life, you yeah. shouldn't have to clean up your yeah. own mess. I mean, if you're absolutely stuck, you can like grab a bunch of guests together and ask them to help. But really, they're your guests, so they shouldn't be cleaning up after the party. So yeah, ideally, if talk to the coordinator, she'll be able to tell you whose job it is, um, and then make sure you leave a good tip for whoever's cleaning up. 
Yeah, oh, that's a good point. And also the venue might have pre-arranged, surely they've had cleaning staff in there. They might have someone they could recommend if it's yeah. a matter of outsourcing. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times it comes down to all the stuff. So, like, you're left with, like, 57 jam jars that you no longer want. Yeah, yeah. candle holders <laughs> and table linen. And maybe that's something to get, delegate yeah. to friends and family more yeah, so. Make packing sure that's that all removed. And putting it somewhere that you can transport it back to your home afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially if you do want to keep it and sell it on or keep it and gift it, because I know a lot of people have said that, I mean, rightly so, because venues must be going, oh, my God, I've got all this shit to deal with. They just chuck it out or put it in a cupboard somewhere. So mm-hmm. if you want to keep it, allocate someone to make sure that stuff goes home with you or at least gets packed up somewhere safely, because otherwise it might go in the trash. It might, Yeah, yes. definitely. Call in all those people who've offered to help countless times during wedding planning. Yeah. Yeah, really. If they offer then they should be prepared to actually do it and you should be prepared to actually call upon their help. (laughs) Um, Lovely Hannah. This is a good – look at that. That was done. We've solved that problem. Smashed it. Yeah. So (laughs) Shalene should be, like, ready to go. She should be moving on to the next issue in her life, which will be no issues. Everything's going to be fine. Hopefully no issues. Smooth sailing from here on in. Congratulations, Shalene. Yes. Yes, look at me. I was straight into going, let's solve problems. But it's also like, congratulations to everyone involved in today's episode. Yeah. Um, that was my little disclaimer. Uh, Bride Chiller Hannah has a couple of questions, so we're going to try and hit a couple of them. Yeah. She says, I'm looking for advice when choosing a wedding colour palette. That's the first question. So maybe we'll just stick with that one and then we'll head on. Um, how do you choose what colours? This is very vague and general, but I think a lot of people get a bit stuck and a bit, um, you know, too focused on the perfect slash doesn't exist colour palette. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would say start with the colour palette. I'd say think about what kind of day you're having and what kind of venue you have and work from there. Mm. So more think about the, the textures and the feel of it. So, you know, if you're having a garden wedding, you might want to include florals and greenery. And then if you're in a I don't know really high-end elegant ballroom you might want to go a bit more classic black white gold sort of thing so yeah I'd say look at your venue first of all because that will dictate a lot of the decisions you make and how they fit in and also I think maybe think about how creative you are and want to be and how hands are hands-on you are because there are some people who could make any color palette work in any venue but if you're someone who's like I'm not really super confident with color coordination and visual things maybe look at what other brides have done and kind of go do you know what yeah blush pink for summer that's something I can handle as opposed to trying to do maybe a winter color in summer like a a burgundy or an emerald green or something where you're trying to like really do something bold and push the boat out if you if that's not your comfort zone Mm. there's no need to to go there and I love the Insta stalk of venues. I think, I know you've mentioned this in blogs, and I want to say One Fab Day has the most amazing collection of long form and short form uh, blog posts about we weddings also ever. We have a whole colour palette inspiration section. Oh, well, <laughs> come on then. Hannah needs to go and visit. Just say that. Move on. Fuck that. <laughs> we should just be hardcore plugging. Yes. Yeah, not actually sorry. answering questions. Just giving out long, long URLs. Yeah. www. Everyone get the pens. Slash. We will link in today's show notes, we will link to the One Fab Day colour palette advice yeah. section. I'll send you uh, a link. 
which will very much help. Thank you very much for sending that through. Yeah, I was going to say that the Insta stalk of um, uh, looking at people that have hashtagged your venue can be so helpful to see how not only for colours but also to see how how different people have set up rooms, Mm -hmm. different decor and bloody chairs and whatever. It can be really nice to just see a different perspective than just the ones that you see on a website or, you know, their stock standard. Here's the room. I think it's fun to stalk other people like that. Absolutely. And I don't know what you call it, but when you go into the location and see who's tagged themselves in that location for a while, yes. that's really helpful as well. Because you well, might that's get good. a whole second batch of photos to work off then. Yeah. A double stalk. Mm-hmm. I'm very up for it. Hannah also says, also, any advice with mismatched bride ma- bridesmaids' dresses? I would like each bridesmaid to choose her own dress from any brand within a colour palette ideally something that that she could see herself wearing again. How do I go about managing the logistics of this? Like making sure the dresses look formal enough, making sure there aren't too many bridesmaids with the same colour, making sure every colour you want is represented. There's a lot of questions, but I think we get the gist. Yes, it is a bit of an undertaking to organise this. I think a WhatsApp group is very helpful. Maybe have one that's specifically for the dress so that it doesn't get bogged down in other chatter and then as each bridesmaid finds her dress they share it or well I guess before they buy it ideally tell them to buy yeah. you um and then once their dress is up there it's like okay well blush pink is taken and um, locked who's gonna take the coral or whatever um and then that way you'll make sure that each person and you know if one of the bridesmaids really wants bush pink she needs to get in there quickly <laughs> yeah exactly you get the First job done reserve. yes exactly um I do think as well when it comes to choosing the palette um it, like talk to the bridesmaids and make sure that the colors are something that they're all comfortable in you mm. know like there might be shades of yellow that your blonde bridesmaids won't be happy wearing so just to make sure that there are colors in there at least two for each bridesmaid that she's happy to wear and um, but bri- mismatched bridesmaids dresses are a great idea and they're the nicest way to make sure that all your bridesmaids are comfortable in what they're wearing and uh, i'm a big advocate of them. yeah and if you google color wheels you can find really easily what colors complement each other yeah. so if you want to do something like a blush pink and a baby blue or whatever you can figure out really easily using the wonder of the internet um, what colours will go together. Uh, the key for me with this one is that old like parenting tip of like, don't give them too much freedom. Like mm. give them a selection to choose from, but don't kind of send them the rewritten website and say, pick anything you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, I'd, you know, maybe highlight a couple of colours and a couple of styles yeah. to give them options, but to make sure that it still looks kind of cohesive and yeah. pretty on the And table. guidelines on the length you want and things like that are really helpful too. I love that you suggest, I think that all those are amazing suggestions and I agree, the the choice overwhelm can sometimes confuse people more than just going, here are three options, these are it, choose them. Um, but I love the WhatsApp group and um, we were, Rich and I were just talking about um, the Maid Chiller Manual, this is my bridesmaid book and, and we were like, oh gosh, because I've done a whole sort of chapter on communication mm. and we were just saying, gosh, I hope WhatsApp doesn't go out because I've really talked a lot about WhatsApp in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like some the kids are all using some new fandangled thing that fuck knows what it is. But but I totally agree. Having a nice a, a group that you can also have the fun chats, but also if 
you are getting a lot of sending a lot of housewives gifts or whatever make sure you create a separate logistical chat that people know when you post in that it's like saying this is stuff we need done or can we have an answer back not just people ghosting because they think you're just having a bit of a you know chits and giggles with it all yeah absolutely and I'd also know if she is really worried I know she says she wants to give them free reign to buy Mm. the brand they want but if she is nervous about making the look cohesive I would pick a brand that does a selection of mix and match because they do all the hard work for you and they can like brands like Maudie Made or Rewritten or I know in the US there's like Joanna August and Jenny Yu and they are really really good for like creating the whole palette for you and putting together like very different styles that suit every style and shape yeah and they'd be really helpful and that way it takes all the hassle yeah the a specialist bridesmaid brand like that who's really good with colors if they yeah. just take the hard work out of it for you because you don't you don't have to worry that there's going to be one dress that completely is way off and clashing with everything else yeah I'd like to chuck in as well, Brideside. I've got some lovely friends, Brideside. Um, they help you. They have stylists that help um, groups select mm. bridesmaids' dresses. And I did my live show with them in Chicago. And I think um, I'm pretty sure lovely Hannah's in the state. So these are really good suggestions. Yeah, but I totally agree. Stick with, give them just the core. Give them the foundations and expand from there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> lovely. Uh, that was good. Again, ticket, done. When we've made decisions for her. Um, Bridechiller Stacey says, there are going to be a lot of kids at my wedding. I'd like ideas for fun activities for them and advice for getting the little ones to cooperate during a photo shoot. I this feel is like a big bribery. The second, yeah, the second part of the question is very easy. You have no control over this. <laughs> you Kids need are to feral. Re- relent control. Yeah. Uh, no, yes. How did they get those royal wedding children's shops? Because they're royals and they are <laughs> into them to be polite. Yeah, that's the only explanation. Um, yeah, no, there's not a whole lot you can do about that, except, you know, manage their naps around them, not being yeah. super cranky and make sure they're fed and they have all their bits. Make, I suppose she could try and um, just think about the flow of the day and make sure that whatever time photos are happening, it's a time that the uh, the parents are able to make sure that the kids are fed and rested and happy so don't have them you know at six o'clock when they're hopped up on cake you know have them Mm. at a a time that really really suits them and the parents yeah you can do that's a good shape in terms of keeping them entertained Mm. um it depends on how big you want to go like you know a bouncy castle or something like that will keep all the kids on it all day (laughs) they won't be you know then they won't be engaged in the wedding no but i mean (laughs) if that's not an issue then that would be a great yeah and then obviously i'm sure there's like a rota of supervision or something like that between yeah. the parents um and I guess again that's like not the most pretty thing but I'm sure you, you can get pretty ones yeah I'm sure oh no doubt someone is someone is out there doing pretty castles I'm going to do a bit yeah. of a hard google and see and see what do you think about um, little packs like a um you know, activity packs or something like a little, I'm not, you know me, I'm not up for tat or extra shit, but yeah. I feel like with kids, if you yeah. give them coloring books, pencils or whatever, they sort of go into their own little children world. It could be yeah, good. Yeah, they do. And obviously like their own parents are going to send them along with stuff like that. But I think there is something, I know with my niece, if it's something new that someone else gave her, she wants it more than the coloring book she has in her back already. <laughs> so yeah, it'll definitely be appreciated. It, like there is though the, 
practicality of how long is a kid going to sit in colour? Some yeah. kids will sit there for hours, yeah. others it'll occupy them for 20 minutes and they'll need something to I do it. think an outdoor venue and a summertime or warm weather is more appropriate for kids because, you know, they can join in with lawn games and stuff yeah. like that. Whereas if you have, you know, a winter city wedding, that's not really going to happen. The kids yeah. are going to get bored after an hour. Um, but for, for the sake of, you know, an hour or two at the meal yeah kids respond to tat you know what I mean I I, justify it in that way I'm pro tat for kids there you go yeah I've seen things like um little tables like with yeah games and activities yeah you could look into as well hiring you know a children's entertainer who might they might take away that they might just cover like two hours while you're trying to get some the the speeches done or some big Mm -hmm. element of the day where you're just like okay the kids aren't interested in in this or if you have particularly lengthy ceremony planned and you're like okay the kids are just not (laughs) going to be here for it you can possibly hire someone who will just take the kids into story time or magic or something like that and that would take care of a big chunk of day for you but when it comes to the drinks element or the dance floor like kids are delighted kids are loving the dance floor oh yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> and that makes good photos. I sometimes think some of the, you know, the photos of kids doing kid stuff rather than all standing up. And I know you want to get some of the post, um, you want to make sure the family are all together. But I think some of the more loosey-goosey documentary style, what am I trying to say? I've forgotten the word today. Candid. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Candid photographs are fun and memorable. And we'll all look back at them and go, look, they were naughty, but they were fun. Look how tiny they are. <laughs> uh, this is the Bride Chiller podcast. I am speaking from the from to with the lovely Claire and Selena from the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, which you should definitely subscribe to. There will be more of them and I, not good grammar, uh, after <laughs> this short break. Although there's a lot of talk about winter coming along. Uh, Actually, in the Northern Hemisphere, where I reside, summer is coming and I am excited because that means we can get out and about, feel the sunshine and also get back into a healthier routine. One way you can give yourself an extra boost this summer and spring, whether you're looking for more energy or better sleep, helping maintain stress, or just generally a way to feel your healthiest, then can I suggest you take Bride Chiller Partners Care Of online quiz that will help you figure out exactly what you need to add to your diet to improve your health goals and lifestyle choices. It only takes five minutes to find all of your personally, scientifically backed recommendations of vitamins, protein powders and many more. I like to jump on and redo the care of quiz whenever I'm trying to adjust my health goals or a seasonal change is coming and at the moment I'm very interested in their brand new line of natural protein powders that I am adding to smoothies. Care of takes the confusion out of figuring out what supplements you should be taking And they deliver daily vitamins and supplements straight to your door in some very pretty personalized daily packs. So that means that they distribute exactly what you need in a little pack so you don't have to get confused. You haven't got to count out tablets or powders. It's all there for you every morning. 
Vegan and vegetarian supplement options are always available to match your dietary needs. And of course, don't forget, you can track your progress with the Care Of app and you can earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. It's a reward for being good to yourself. For 50% off your very first Care Of order, all you need to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER50. That is 50% off your first Care Of order. All you have to do is visit takecareof.com. Dot com and enter the promo code BRIDECHILLER50. Care of helping you feel your healthiest. There's something particularly lovely about experiencing a vendor in person, meeting a wedding vendor, seeing what they do and being able to connect with them in person while they're doing their job, which is what is so cool about the big fake wedding. Forget all of your preconceived ideas about what a wedding show is. The Big Fake Wedding is completely different. Forget walking around and having vendors giving you brochures and trying to do the hard sell. The Big Fake Wedding is the opposite. It is like attending a real wedding. The vendors who are involved in the Big Fake Wedding are all doing what they do. Florists are showing you the floral arrangements. The DJ is actually DJing the party. You get to see a real-life wedding happening at the event. It's exciting, it's dynamic, and best of all, it's intimate. So you can make those personal connections that are really important in selecting your bride chiller vendors. The Big Fake Wedding is held in over 30 cities throughout the US. And coming up, they have events in Cape Cod, Detroit, Seattle, Birmingham, Nashville and San Francisco. So if you are in those areas, make sure you head to thebigfakewedding.com to see when the next local event is taking place. And by the way, there are still 23 events happening in 2019. So I am sure there's one happening near you. And if you use the promo code BRIDECHILLER, you'll get $10 off your entry. Remember, when you attend a big fake wedding event, you will get food and drinks. You get to dance on the dance floor and connect with the people that will make your wedding plans a reality. Visit thebigfakewedding.com. Don't forget to use the promo code BRIDECHILLER and enjoy the celebrations. We are answering your Q and A. We're answering your Q with our A. That's <laughs> we provide the A you provide to your Q. Q. Woo! Put that on a promo. Uh, I'm very excited. We have had a lot of questions. I'm delighted that we are pumping through them, but there's still more to go. So we're going to keep going. <laughs> um, now, I don't know how to say this lovely name, but um, I'm going to say it's Lino. Please apologize. I take my apology if it's incorrect. She says, which part of weddings are okay to haggle over? The photography is for her, she says, but what about the dress? Mm. Haggle is, let's find a better way to say haggle that doesn't sound less (laughs) tight Negotiate. Negotiate. I love how you say that so nicely in your lovely accent. Um, (sighs) Just have a chat about a gentle chat that's not too pushy and needy. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting because everyone obviously has completely different priorities. And to me, the photography is not something uh, I would be negotiating on. I'd be putting like a lot of eggs in that basket personally, mm-hmm. but obviously everyone has their own thing. I don't know that I've heard anyone, um, you know, getting a discount on their dress unless, you know, in a sample sale, sample sale scenario. Yeah. 
um, I feel like my other half could because he's really good at haggling. <laughs> he's the kind of guy who like pulls me to Vietnam. Is he available for to... ch- for, for hire? <laughs> Sorry, I will send you. Yeah, I'll send you his name. He's great. He's always like trying to get this like street food vendor to like knock two pesos off something, and I'm like, leave him alone. Um, yeah, I don't know about the dress. Like, really, unless it's the end of a line or something mm, I mean yeah. a, a lot of retailers aren't going to be open to that from a dress point of view I don't think um in terms of other elements like I think people like bakers and florists you know they're open to it in terms of you give them the option of do you want my business or not if this is my budget as opposed yeah. to saying oh I want these 10 things yes. and then you come back with a price and then you say to them oh well no I you know, that's not going to work for me um yeah I think it's it's more about being open and frank with them and just saying look what can you do for for my budget and if they can't do what you think you can get a better deal elsewhere then off you go yeah yeah absolutely I think when it comes to the dress as well they may be able to like throw something in whether it's discounted alterations or earrings or something veil or something Yeah. yeah I don't necessarily see them marking down the dress just because um as they are like they're expensive items there's a lot of work goes into them the wholesale mm. prices are expensive too and a lot of times they don't have leeway with the designer they're not allowed to offer discounts depending on where you're buying the dress um so yeah it's a tricky business way. kind of budgeting with the assumption that you're going to be able to get discounts yes. on things because i feel like you no matter how good you are at haggling you might leave yourself short in the end yeah so i'd say when you're planning out your budget you should assume you're not really going to have much wiggle room because that's yeah. probably the reality of it yeah and then after that it's a bonus if you do have a budget and so many people are on a budget and as you just said selena the idea of how much you're going to spend on a wedding dress can be quite confronting when you actually start going shopping and going oh fuck things are quite expensive but also it's always worth considering still white or one of the other consignment options that maybe you can get a pre-owned pre-loved and people sometimes hear pre-owned and go oh someone else has worn it you're like but for six hours and it's been dry cleaned and you can save an enormous amount of money by going to buy and sell groups all this sort of stuff yeah absolutely there's loads of ways to get a dress that's more affordable if that's what you're looking for rather than yeah haggling in the most high-end boutique you go into yeah because they're just going to go fuck off or push off or please leave like out of pretty woman and you'll feel sad (laughs) and no one wants that yeah exactly no exactly bride Addy says from a low energy chiller what are the best ways to stay and she's put this in capitals energized throughout the big day i'm finding myself getting increasingly anxious about being lively and upbeat for an early morning right through into the late night I'm typically in bed by 10 o'clock. Oh, God, I'm so jealous. Even on the weekends. So it'd be a struggle. How does anyone ever sleep the night before and then marry the love of their lives? Well, this is a good question. I feel like Addie is my spirit animal. I'm so connected to this question. I would be this bride too, going, how am I going to stay awake from 6am to 6am? It's not possible. Uh, yeah, I think we can offer some tips on this front. I mean, uh, in terms of getting sleep the night before, you might want to, a few months out, try a few new things, maybe like a pillow spray or something like CBD oil. If that I made yeah. that when I was a bridesmaid, I made my friend a relaxation playlist for bed. Oh, oh you're so nice. Yeah. 
Thanks. <laughs> to try and get into a good rhythm whereby you kind of know that, look, even if you're really wired and you, you're so excited that you will manage to log at least five hours. Yeah, I think it's important. alcohol and coffee the day before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Try and get, try and even the month before just really get into a good flow with your sleep would be good. And then on the day, there are loads of little things you can do. I'm a big fan of chewing gum as like a little pick me up. There yeah. are loads of tiny things you can keep in your little emergency kit that you give to your uh, bridesmaid that will just kind of keep you pepped up. I will say though, I think on the day, the like adrenaline and the excitement and the like, all the people around you who are just so excited and so happy for you will absolutely hype you up. I don't honestly think you'll have time for a lull because you'll be like moving from one thing to the next and it'll all be so fun and so lovely that you're not going to be like, I'm just going to head off and take a nap. Yeah. And as long as you're mindful about what you're eating and drinking as well, make sure you're eating enough like calories to physically keep yeah. you going but obviously don't go overboard to the point where you're just slumping away <laughs> in a chair <laughs> yeah. and the same with alcohol as long as you're being somewhat aware which you obviously are already if you're asking this question mm. yeah you would be fantastic you'll be flying it by the end of the day I see I love that you all went to Selena you went to pillow spray and lovely things and I'm just like take some night nurse take some NyQuil um I go straight to the drugs uh don't listen drink to a bottle of vodka yeah, well, drugs work as well you know I I do love a bit of melatonin I don't know where let's let's see where Addie lives um she's in she's in Canada I don't know if you can buy melatonin over the counter but we take it for travel um and it's it's really good it's natural it's already in your body but it's that's one of my if I'm working crazy hours and I I'm finding it hard to sleep. I'd pop a couple and melatonin. Anyway, don't take medical advice from me. <laughs> Next, uh, pillow spray is a much safer thing. Don't sue me. Um, Ava says, how do you, this is a good one. Never talked about this. How do you let people know that the ceremony has moved due to wet weather? If it happens. Oh, I feel like we're the right people to ask <laughs> yeah. this to. Ask the Irish. Ireland, yes. where, yeah. uh, well, in Ireland, the plan B is always heavily publicised because it needs of course. I think in Ireland, the couples go in assuming the plan B is plan A because <laughs> yeah. rain is so frequent. Like there's few weddings, even in, on a gorgeous, in a gorgeous summer that don't have a little bit of rain. Yeah. We feature a lot of weddings that started sunny and by the end mm. of the 20 minute ceremony, it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a whole spectrum of uh, weather cycles going on in most of our weddings. If you, uh, take it off. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, I mean, so is, I wonder, is she, to, oh, she's talking about the ceremony, but it's probably not moving very far, right? She's not no, moving it across the globe. No, I hope that there's an indoor option in the same place. It could be, though, if, if I guess, ideally, the indoor option is very close. And in that case, leave someone in with an umbrella to tell people as they arrive. Yeah, delegate that. Um, or ideally, ahead of time, let people know, look, if it's raining on the day, it's going to be here. If it's bright or yeah. remotely dry it'll be here I mean there might be scope to put up a little sign somewhere depending yes. you know you could print it a little sign real quick or again delegate it to a bridesmaid and just get them to pop it in like a plastic sleeve so it doesn't yes. disintegrate oh, good tip. and nice. pop it up somewhere you know it doesn't have to be pretty it's functional yes exactly um and yeah in advance I would say you know you can probably you can you know what you can do you can say to your immediate circle look will you spread the word yes. and probably it will get around to everyone yeah yeah, like if your mum rings all your aunts and your mate rings all yeah. the friends and, you know, it, it'll be fine. Like ideally, it'd be great if you had everyone's number ready to go, but you probably don't. No, and you don't want to set up another WhatsApp 
absolutely everyone was sweating. And just alert the venue, maybe say, can you tell all the staff, just in case they see anyone wandering around looking really lost, to point them in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Some random auntie that's just wandering the streets going, where's the wedding? <laughs> Everyone has one. Yes, the random auntie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real worry. It might be an idea as well to push it back by a half an hour if you do have to move ceremony location just because a lot of people love oh, that's up, a great like tip. just yeah. at the time of the ceremony. So if it's gonna be in a different to place, give people a time. buffer for their time where they're like, yeah. Oh, what's happening? Oh no, wait, we have to go over here. Yeah. And they can find <laughs> that random auntie just wandering. Um yes. Eloise, this is a good one. So how do we approach closed minded guests about keeping their comments to themselves? We have LGBTQ guests uh, attending our wedding and I want them to feel welcome and be able to enjoy the day without any negativity. I feel like this is the crazy aunt. This also refers to the weird aunt yeah. that's a bit mouthy, yeah. not with the we probe. Call him, we call him drama uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drama uncle who ruins everything he touches. What a dick, honestly. Emotionally or um, physically. So I had this exact problem for my wedding. Did you? And I created an area that I fondly call racist corner. Um, <laughs> and we were all made, well, not all of the guests, but we were, most of the, you know, sound people in Terra Circle were made aware of racist corner. And some of us were used as buffers, buffers as for a racist people. corner. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is amazing. So, yeah, stick them all in racist corner and let everyone else have a great time. This is one thing um, that I love about, like, close friendships, mm. as you can say to your friend, look, I know your uncle... Tom is an absolute terror but because I love you you can seat me beside him yeah and I will make sure that all of the negative stuff that he spews at me I will soak it all up <laughs> and then the guests who he is upset about for whatever terrible yes. reasons don't need to deal with it yes. and you're really good pal you, and yes we've all I think we can everyone's mind went to someone just then when you said racist yeah, corner yeah. and the uncle I think we've all got someone that's a little not necessarily uh people that are you know deliberately doing this shit they're just old people and I'm not making excuses for their ancient ancient ways of communicating and belief systems but I think we know that person and also I think yeah. if people are your friends and as you said you've got the buffers and you made you make them aware that they're a bit off um, and you deeply apologize on behalf but they don't represent anything that you believe in ofs then that's what you can do and just hopefully they'll be on good behavior and we can yeah. slowly educate them to stop being like that I don't know if sometimes yeah. it's ever going to work we're just all trying our best yeah, that's the thing is your wedding, I mean, we should all be stepping up to educate our relatives yes. um, yeah. on their old school ways, um, but at the same time, your wedding day isn't necessarily going to be the opportunity you have to like completely change their outlook on things. Yes. So you kind of have to firefight a little bit and just isolate them. Yeah, it's about disaster management really, isn't it? <laughs> I, and I, to be honest, I was, oh, sorry, Selena, you go. No, I was just going to say, to be honest, if they can't manage to, you know, have a little bit of enlightenment on a beautiful wedding day when everyone is really happy mm. and full of joy for a couple, then, you know, I worry for them. Like, surely that should be a time when they can pop a plug relax in it. a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when they'll be able to, like, get on board with what everyone else is I, feeling and thinking about the day. I got into years ago at our friend's wedding, um, which I was actually, this is the irony of this story, it's going to be quick, is that Rich and I were co-emceeing this wedding, so I'm probably giving away which wedding it was. Who gives a fuck? Um, it was a great wedding. But one of the guests took the time to 
take me aside and tell me his thoughts on women in comedy and how uh, they're not that funny. But I, he was happy I was giving it a crack. And at the time, I was a host on a national TV show and had been doing a stand-up comedy tour in Australia. So my response initially was he could eat a big bag of dicks for offering me that opinion. <laughs> but also, I'd done an excellent job hosting this wedding. It was, I think, a success and I felt pretty good and on myself and I had a couple of drinks at that stage and I was like, let's go. And the thing is... <laughs> Rich sort of came and joined and a few other people joined and it was like a, like a, a comedy fist fight because I was smarter and better than him at this argument. But it's also, Rich said to me later, why did you engage this fool? Because he's never going to change his opinion. You could have been out dancing and drinking more, but you, you, you picked up what he was putting down and you went with it. And I always regret that because I think he wasn't worth my argument. And also yeah. if he had the confidence, stupid confidence to come up and say that to someone at a wedding, then he's probably not worth my breath. So I always just think of that moment and go, is this worth my time? Even though you're very funny, Alicia, and you're doing a great job, this guy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, we do always say about weddings, it's best to leave your gripes at the door. Yes. And even when you are absolutely justified in telling him to eat a big bag of dick. Yeah. And I commend you Thank for you. it. And I will commend you for it in a different uh, scenario. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes you just got to... Um, I like to call them sunshine stealers. Mm. You just gotta walk away from the sunshine stealers, you know, and not uh, uh, when when there's a dance floor over there with all your mates on it. Yeah. I think it's fair enough to go. You know what? I don't need this right now. Nobody here needs this. I'm off to dance Catch and you later. hopefully we'll have to catch you never later. see you after not yeah exactly so sunshine stealers you're so right sunshine stealers and also they're not going to change they love the bait they like to bait and you know I think some people get off a bit on you know poking the bear a little bit so just don't be the bear that is poked and know that they're having a worse time than you are yeah. because their whole wedding experience is based around, you know, negative nonsense. So let them off on their way and have like a terrible night where they're really annoyed because they couldn't get a rise out of loads of people they wanted to offend. Exactly. They're welcome to that experience and you're welcome to yours, which is having loads of fun. Women are funny and we shouldn't have to gender it. The end. Um, now, listen, ladies, uh, the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, it's a weekly podcast. You have covered so many fabulous topics so far. Would you, this is, this is, uh, this is going out, this episode is going out um, in, well, next week. That doesn't make any sense. People listening going, when does that mean? I don't know, Alicia. <laughs> On the 22nd of April, 2019. Doesn't mean it has to be dated in any way. But what have you got coming up? What can we promote? What can we plug? I wonder, Just popping you on the spot. Well, this week, this week we're talking to a real life couple. Yeah, I love this episode. Are in the throes of planning, and we're talking about the their relationship dynamics and who's pulling their weight and who isn't. Sharing Ooh. the emotional and physical labor of planning a wedding, and also dividing up the finances and how you yes. make it fair across the couple, because we get a lot of questions about that. Yes, yeah. we also have one coming up starring <gasps> Alicia. No. Um, that's how to marry condo your wedding i love this one as well yeah it's all about um you know trying to streamline your wedding and eliminate all of the things that you can really live without and that are just causing you unnecessary unnecessary stress and keeping the things that sparked you 
Oh, I love it. And also we go into, I did have so much fun recording that with you both, and we go into, um, spoiler alert, not going to tell the end of the joke here, but, you know, I have the <laughs> fuck it bucket and we talk a little bit about how fuck it doesn't necessarily mean what it means for me as it does to you, my lovely yes. people. Yeah. You have to listen. Cultural education. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and uh, you might hear a little bit of a bad Irish accent from me that probably should be with alcohol and there was no alcohol attached. We were honoured to hear it. I mean, yes. I, I did shudder a little bit because I do. But then, let's be fair, I do my bad American accent and my bad British accent. So I feel like I should just add, you know, general Irish. That's what I call yeah. it, general yeah. Irish, because I'm not even, you know, I know that there's a lot of different dialects and, and ways to do things in Ireland and Northern Ireland and just going <laughs> all, you know, but fuck, I've really defended everyone at once. So let's go for it. Yeah, sure. It all goes on the resume of accents you can do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bad. Passable, <laughs> fine. Um, if people want to subscribe, obviously they would search for the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. It pops up. Yes. It pops up when you write wedding podcast. I've noticed we're in together. Oh, that's good. Yes. Oh, fantastic. There you go. Um, yeah, we're available everywhere you find podcasts. Good, and also please check out the blog. I will um, make sure I grab some of those links from you both yeah. and we will add them to today's show notes. I do, fun fact, I do show notes as do you for every episode. It's a blog. People are like, what's show notes? It's just a blog. It's a blog that's attached to it. Don't want to confuse everyone. If uh, you would like to read, go to thebridechiller.com. Make sure you join the Bride Chiller community on Facebook. The secret answer to the questions, everyone. Shh, come, in, come in close. This stops trolls. I say, what's my favorite bucket? <laughs> Guess what, everyone? It's the fuck it bucket. And if trolls can't Google that, they're morons. We have to tell your listeners about it when you came on to our podcast and we oh my God. no cursing. Yeah, I said, uh, Alicia, uh, Alicia asked me, um, am I allowed to curse? And I said, um, oh, we'd prefer if you didn't. <laughs> Cut to the end of the podcast oh. and we've got like a, a clicker going and it's up to, you know, four <laughs> figures. But partially, can I just say partially, it was saying, fuck it bucket which is part of my yeah, thing but then yeah. I did say shit a few times and I look and yeah well you've also got your kid I've got my own yeah. shit kid as well and so I could feel <laughs> you both going oh every time and then I go sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> well look it's their producer's problem there yeah it is he, sorry Ian the on it. sorry yeah. Ian anyone's been very nice to me um but I deeply apologize and as again I'd like to just reiterate that everything I say does not represent one fab day it represents <laughs> me entirely and I'll own it um thank you so much again for your lovely time let's do this again that was so fun and I'm apologize yes. to anyone we didn't get through all the questions but I will bank them and we will use them again in the very near future do. They were great questions. They were great. Thank you so much for having us. This was a treat. Totes my pleasures, ladies. And of course, happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right? Fun fact, April, May, June are the most popular months for people to ask other people 
to be their bridesmaids or part of their bridal party. And you want to make sure that you are making the decision that is right for you and also that you can empower your people with all the information that you've learned here on the Bride Chiller podcast, which includes how to stay chilled, how to get things done without stressing and feeling the need to create dramas where dramas don't need to happen. That's why I wrote the Maid Chiller Manual. It is a special book just for the bridal party, specifically for Maid Chillers or future Maid Chillers, where I share all of the possible tasks, jobs, things that maybe bridesmaids might be required or at least asked to do, and also getting them into the bride chiller slash maid chiller mindset. If you're planning on asking your bestie to be a bridesmaid, then gift them the Maid Chiller Manual. It also has a bunch of ideas and inspiration for pre-wedding events. So if they are looking to plan a bride chiller style bridal shower, bachelorette or hen's event, then this is the guide for them. It's bullshit free, perfection free, and will help you maintain and improve your relationships with your friends. So you come out the other end after your wedding with stronger foundations and stronger future lovely times rather than feeling stressed and overwhelmed because communication has broken down. I'm all about the positive. I think you'll love this book. Head to bridechillerstore.com to grab your copies and make sure your bridesmaids are as chill as you.